the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sitting on this uh, chunk of real estate, uh, flying around the sun, we're getting closer to Friday. That's always a good thing. And the uh, the earth continues to spin. The world as we know it has not ended. And uh, the republic keeps moving forward. So I'm happy to say that that kind of stuff is happening. Uh, Seth is going to be with us in just a moment. Seth Mays, he is from the Arkansas GOP. We'll be talking to him. And uh, we haven't heard from J.R. Davis, so I don't know he, if he's going to join us today or not. So if he calls in, we'll get him in here. If he doesn't, well, we'll f- try to figure out if we can get him back here next week and be part of us. Uh, 7 o'clock, uh, Joe and Duck will be here to answer your car questions. That means that they're back on my show at a time when you can call them when they're on. So keep this uh, number in mind, 823 It's a number to have this hour as well as I talk to Seth Mays, who's with the Arkansas GOP. Good morning, Seth. How are you? Good morning, Dave. I am just peachy. I'm going to steal that from you, this piece of real estate going around the sun. Yeah, that's what we're doing, just just uh, making our way. I, I was watching uh, the Discovery Channel which I enjoy watching just because of how they pinificate at times and predict what's going to happen 100 million years from now. And uh, I don't even know if the sun's going to come up the next day or not. I guess you you just kind of assume that it will, but we all know what assume can do. But the bottom line is that they said that we are on a collision course with uh, another galaxy and that the two galaxies will crash into each other here in about 100 million years and that uh, the uh, the main problem will not be planets mashing into each other, but it's going to be the gases mashing into each other. And they're saying that it should be one of the best fireworks shows in the galaxy ever. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be around for it. Do you think? At least the Discovery Channel has you discovering things, whereas the History Channel really doesn't even have history anymore. Yeah, you know, I watched a great show, though, over the weekend with the History Channel. I tend to to, to kind of migrate to those types of, of channels, as, as you probably can uh, figure, knowing as me as well as you do. But, the, yeah, I, I wa- did you watch the, the thing about the Ottoman Empire and how it uh, finally came to power and, and stopped the Roman Empire uh, with, uh, was it, uh, Memen? Was the the Sultan that did that? There's Maman mm. the second, something like that. 
it was an amazing story. It really, really was. This this kid became sultan at six, and uh, then uh, started doing things, and the people, uh, the visitors, the advisors, or whatever they're called, didn't like it. So they went back to the to the uh, original sultan, and he took it. He took the kingdom back, and said, you know, put him in put him in this position to make decisions too soon. And then when he was 13, he was back as sultan. And uh, at the age of 13, he told his father, I will uh, defeat Constantinople. And that city has stood for 1,700 years. Pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting historically. Uh, what they did is they gave you all the historical facts, and then they kind of acted it out every, you know, they'd have little vignettes where they were acting out and stuff uh they they did get in one time that the 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 sultan had a harem they did get that in there uh for everybody so uh for all the me too people you would not have liked this guy just saying (laughs) just just saying all right so anyway it was it was pretty interesting though watching watching that and i liked how uh the guy who did the narration you might know this name if i say charles dance are you familiar with Charles Dance? I am. I'm trying to place a face with that. Is he the? He was. The, where, did he you was, watch Game of Thrones? Yes, he was the the so, old Lannister. Lannister, yeah, Tywin. Yep, yep, yeah. He yep. was. He does that. have a great voice. Yeah, he was. He was the guy who did the uh, the voiceover, and also uh, he's the guy that you know. What I remember him from his last action hero when he had the smiley face uh, eyeball. Remember that? Thinking that's before my time. Okay, it's a it's a Schwarzenegger film. All right, but he was Charles Dance was like the bad guy in it, and he did. He had a. I, in fact, I've I've saved it. It's in my material, and I use it once in a while. Uh, he had a smiley face eyeball, which was hilarious. It was just it was perfect. He was a killer, and he'd be looking at his victim, and you'd have the smiley face looking at you. <laughs> kind of, kind of sick, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm listening to Seth. Seth's going. Why did I come on his show this morning? He's talking it's about always weird. very educational. You're talking. You don't weird need to watch stuff. History Channel when you have Dave Ellswick. Well, you know, you will learn something here. And not, not, not. Don't even have to watch the Discovery Channel. I watched uh, <laughs> how the universe is made. You know, I watched that stuff. I like that stuff. I like that better than watching a lot of the fiction. For sure, that's, yeah. that's on uh, television now. All right, so we got a lot to talk about here. Yesterday, the Democrats uh, wasted their time, and they uh, they went around and they uh, they impeached the president again, and uh, they got that out of the way. And the McConnell now said, "Hey, look, the soonest we could get to it would be the nineteenth of the month, which is the day before Biden is going to be sworn in." Don't think that we're going to have a trial uh, here in the uh, in the Senate. So it's pretty pretty crazy right now. By the way, real quick, I, I understand that uh, the Democrats have the tie-breaking vote right now in the Senate. All right, with the vice president. However, does that give them total control of the uh, of of the chamber, or is it? you know, split between McConnell and uh, and Schumer. Do you know the No, Schumer, 
Schumer is recognized as the majority leader. Oh, really? Yeah, so because to... they have the vice presidency. Oh, so we're going to have to put up with Schumer making all of those dumb station, uh, statements that he always makes. He controls the agenda oh, that's, for the Senate. That's not good. What do you think that means for Bozeman? Bozeman has said that he was going to run for re-election again, which would be in 22. Uh, do you think he'll still run for re-election, or will he step down since he will not be the head of the Ag Committee? You know, I think all signs point to uh, Senator Bozeman making another run. But, of course, as I think you're alluding to, that was predicated on the fact that we would keep the Senate and he would be chairman of the Ag Committee. I don't see any reason that would change in the near term. I think if we go two more years to the next election and we don't pick up Senate seats and take back the Senate, maybe that would be the conversation uh, uh, to have then, uh, but at that point he would already have ran for re-election in two years. So um, I think because of many factors, Georgia didn't work out particularly the way that we wish it did, and therefore we are in this weird 50-50 uh, scenario with Kamala Harris, of all people, breaking that tie as, as vice president. So I think we're going to have to see it play out a little more. Um, I, I wouldn't expect any any announcements in the near term over that. Yeah, I, I got to think that he probably will stick around for one more, at least one more go-around, I would think. I mean, he's he's my age, so and, and and he's healthy now, so I don't foresee him stepping down. I'd, I'd like him just to kind of stay where he's at, because an election in 22 for Senate would be kind of interesting, since we'd be having a, a gubernatorial race as well. It probably would make a huge turnout in Republicans, uh, to say the least, at, at that point. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. And we've talked many times about just the bench of talent we have. And it's a shame we don't, at the end of the day, I wouldn't say a consolation prize, but don't have a seat for everybody. You know, if you if you look at our three major candidates for governor, those announced and those anticipated, um, you're talking about three young folks, all who who have futures, you know, beyond eight years as governor. Um, and, and the same thing, if we were to have an, an open Senate seat, which, once again, as a person for the party, I just want to emphasize that uh, there's no reason to believe that at this time. But if that were the case, you're right. That's another big ticket item. It's sort of reminiscent of eight years ago when you had or nearing eight years ago when you had Hutchinson versus Ross and Cotton versus Pryor, and you had those two, the governor's seat and a Senate seat, on the line, and that was such a motivator for turnout. Yeah, I got another question for you. Uh, I was talking uh, to someone, and they ran ran into Cody Hyland uh, over at the uh, Capitol uh, yesterday. They were, not uh, Cody, but the people that I'm talking about were there because Stand Your Ground was being heard in judiciary and Senate side. Uh, and they said that uh, Cody told them that he had resigned from the Eastern District as prosecutor. Uh, are are you hearing uh, the the, uh, the the sounds that I'm hearing that uh, Highland's going to run for AG? Well, you know, I've heard that for some time. It's been rumored that Cody is is looking at that, and then of course he resigned his. 
his government job at the end of last year, and, and lots of folks speculated, oh, well, that means that, that he's going to run. And I, I don't know that that's a wrong conclusion. Also, though, of course, is when you switch presidencies, though, you'll see many folks in, in his position around the country go ahead and resign. But um, no, that that is what a lot of people think are in the cards for him. Uh, in the future and if it is in the cards then he's on he's on a good timeline to get there i agree all right seth mays is my guest jr has not called in i'm going to assume that he has overslept again and we'll have him hopefully next week here on the dave ellswick show seth stay with us we got a lot to talk about today here on the show i i want to remind everybody that if they're still wanting to get into this covid19 uh vaccine clinical study they can do so uh, this costs you no money. Uh, all of the uh, study-related uh, materials are absolutely free. You don't, have, you don't even have to have insurance to uh, get involved in this. All you need to be is in good or stable health and then uh, make a phone call uh, at 501-954-7822. That's 501-954-7822 or go online to the letter C, the number 19vaccinestudy.com. If you go there, they're going to ask you some different questions, and if you give them the right answers, uh, you'll be into the study. So keep that in mind. You can help uh, You know this whole clinical process of defeating COVID-19 by calling 501-954-7822 or online going to the letter C, the number 19 vaccine study that's all one word dot com all right back with you here on uh, 1011 fm the answer phone lines open 8230965 that's 8230965 if you want to get involved in the discussion got a question feel free to call in got a a statement feel free to you know call in uh, no problem with that at all seth may is my guest He's with the Arkansas GOP. He joins me each Thursday normally unless something comes up and uh, is is with us to talk about what's happening in the state as far as the GOP goes. Uh, impeachment yesterday, uh, 10 Republicans joined to uh, say that the president should be impeached. I had somebody send me a text last night saying, I'm done with the Republican Party blah 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 and i and uh, you know i'll i'll vote for a democrat now before i vote for a republican and, and when i hear that i know they're speaking from emotion and not thinking because no person in their right mind votes for a democrat i'm just telling you uh but anyway they were upset because they had heard that 169 republicans had voted for impeachment that were the number of Republicans that had voted against impeachment. And our whole uh, congressional uh, group here in Arkansas, all of them, uh, you know, voted against impeachment yesterday. Uh, the 10 that voted, the only one that even surprised me was Cheney. The other ones are from uh, kind of really hard purple areas in the country. And uh, they might be, you know, playing the... Uh, a long game here, although I don't like it. Uh, but it was fewer votes than when the uh, the Democrats had uh, the, the huge majority they had two years ago, uh, when uh, or 13 months ago when they voted against the president. So the bottom line is, uh, the, the people who want this are, 
you know, losing their muster on it. I, I, I heard someone say this, Seth, that they tried to start, they started to try to impeach him before he was president, and now they're impeaching him again as he leaves being president. Yeah, I think the, that's very true, of course. I do remember House members that moved to file impeachment on the president's first uh, full day in office. Listen, I, I think at the end of the day, it's been clear, as Senator Cotton pointed out last night, the calendar does not allow for, for a full impeachment proceeding before the end of the president's term. And I think Democrats know that. I just don't think they care. I just don't think Speaker Pelosi uh, cares about anything other than driving home a point. And I saw that point from a lot of uh, Democratic strategists yesterday, both on the news and on social media, and they want to just drive home the point that Donald Trump will be a twice impeached president. I saw lots of folks say Andrew Johnson once, Bill Clinton once, Donald Trump twice. That's what they wanted to do. They wanted to put another column, another mark in the column uh, next to the president's name by impeaching him a second time. They know very well that this will not be a concluded process before next Wednesday at noon. They know that. But like I said, they just don't care. It's about driving home the point. Well, there's a lot of people who are saying, well, can't they have a trial of the president after he leaves office? And the answer to that is no, they can't. Right. Constitutionally, you cannot do that. Uh, You know, Byron York said that, and it was he who said, Democrats started trying to remove President Trump from office before he ever entered office, and now they are proposing to remove him from office after he leaves from the office. Tom Cotton quoted yesterday, last week, I opposed the effort to reject certified electoral votes for the same reason, fidelity to the Constitution. I now oppose impeachment proceedings against a former president. And I loved what Hugh Hewitt had to say. Hugh said, as as Judge Luddick has argued, a Senate trial after President Trump leaves office will be unconstitutional. Will a number of Republican senators uh, to vote to acquit on that basis or to not participate at all in the proceedings? I won't be covering it much and we'll focus on President Biden. And that's exactly what I'll be doing at that point. Doesn't matter. That's simple. Doesn't matter. All this is is for them to be able to raise money uh, for the next election cycle. Yep. And as you mentioned, of course, the, the ultimate remedy to impeachment, the ultimate solution you would you would seek in a court of law would be removal. Well, that doesn't exist if the president isn't in office. <laughs> That's right. So that that just shows you the political point being made when you can't actually reach the legal constitutional remedy you're seeking, i.e. removal, then why are you doing it? Well, I, I know, <laughs> not, look, I know why yeah. they were doing it. They were hoping to get a trial and get a guilty plea, and then Trump could never run for office again. Uh, that's not yep. going to work out for them, and I expect that the president will have a lot to say in for 2024. What What do you think? I certainly think so. I think he'll, he'll be a a very big part of the conversation in the next couple of years. I always remain skeptical that somebody can catch lightning in a bottle four years, or in the president's case, eight years after he initially did in 2016. By the time we get to 2024, I think that still remains to be seen, but he will be active and vocal, I imagine. Well, it didn't work out for Adley Stevenson. Let's just put it that way. 
Right. <laughs> right. He tried, and it, it, it did not work. By the way, uh, a quick re- reminder to you that the March for Life that is planned for this Sunday is being postponed to a date that will be announced later. The event held each year to remember uh, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade's uh, Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion in our nation. Uh, Rose Mems encouraged supporters to visit the organization's website, ARTL.org. That way you'll get the latest information about the rescheduling for the March of Life and other pro-life activities throughout, uh, of course, the year. We got news coming up here in just a moment, Seth. I don't want to start a brand new uh, topic until we get back uh, from the news. But, uh, you, you know, just for everybody wondering why they called that off, it's because nationally uh, a group has been calling uh, for, you know, some pretty perhaps rough uh, things happening out there. And uh, the group that uh, is out there yelling for it is, what is it, uh, something boys. Uh, I'm trying to think what their name is. The Boogaloo Boys. That's right, the Boogaloo Boys. Had to think about that, the Boogaloo Boys. All right, so we'll have more for you here in just a moment. Right now, though, let's get ready for the news. That's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, see what uh, what's going on. I'll tell you one thing that's going up. Gas prices is going up. You looked at the gas prices today? I paid $2.19 for a gallon. All right, back with you again. I keep reminding you guys and gals out there that Valentine's Day is not that far away, February 14th, just a few weeks. Don't screw up and not get that significant something, someone, not something, but someone. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the well, if you're a Democrat, I, I guess you would say something. But the bottom line is, do not uh, get yourself uh, caught up in not getting the person that you love something for Valentine's Day. And in fact, uh, Valentine's Day, I think you should go out of your way a little bit. So I would highly recommend that you talk to the folks over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry about maybe a necklace or a bracelet, maybe even a ring. But you need to do it now if you want it to be designed by Eric uh, Coleman, the man who is the uh, owner of Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. He's a great jeweler. I mean, he's going to get you good prices on gemstones and on diamonds and things of that nature. But uh, he's really an artisan when it comes to design. And he's got a computer now that they can design the ring for you on computer, make a wax impression of it or a necklace or whatever. And uh, and you can see it up close and, and personal before you ever, uh, you know, have it made. So go talk to Eric. Get him to give you your his his instructions about how to make this whole process work very quickly for you. His phone number is 501-246-3655. That's 501-246-3655. Or visit him. He's right here in Little Rock. Just go to uh, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard right here in Little Rock for Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Seth Mays is my guest. He is with the Arkansas GOP. And uh, Seth, uh, interesting story that you forwarded to me from the New York Times, which I found uh, highly entertaining just reading the first few paragraphs. 
this is what <laughs> you know when you look at what they call news in other words no opinion involved in it at all uh you 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 just see how much bs there is as far as the new york times is let me just read to our listeners here the first few uh uh paragraphs here here's what it says in washington republicans were dealing with a uh, a crisis in the ranks with high profile resignations and bitter infighting over how to deal deal with an erratic and isolated president but at the republican national committee's winter meeting on friday most party members were operating in a parallel universe that's the first piece of opinion uh, in the chandeliered adorned ballroom at the seaside Ritz-Carlton here, there was no mention of President Trump's disruption of the coronavirus relief package or his phone call to the Georgia Secretary of State demanding that he help steal the election. That's the writer's opinion again, both of which contributed to Republicans losing control of the Senate. And while the RNC chair, Rona McDaniel, condemned the attack on the Capitol, neither she nor any other speaker so much as publicly hinted at Mr. Trump's role in inciting a mob assault on America's seat of government. That's opinion as well. Go back. I I dare you to go back to Google and Google the president's speech and listen to it and ask yourself, where did he ask anybody to attack the Capitol when he kept saying, make sure you do this peaceably? He said peaceably three different times to the crowd as he was speaking to them on that short occasion on that Wednesday. I, I just this is kind of such drives me crazy, Seth, being a, a journalism major and uh, and uh, and to see this. I mean, it's just really crazy to see how. They try to bend the truth the way that they want to. They want to see it. Uh, even as the president faces a possible second impeachment proceeding, this collective exercise in gaze aversion. Give me a break. I guess this is why I don't. I don't read the New York Times anymore. I did at one time. I don't read the New York Times anymore. The gray lady is. Uh, you know, she's 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 done as far as 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 I'm concerned. With that said, though, you were at that those meetings, were you not? I was, indeed. All right. So according to this article, the RNC is still firmly committed to Donald uh, Trump. True or false? No, I, I think that's true. Uh, a good way to rephrase that might be committed to the Trump voter. That was a major theme. Um, and in most all the sessions we were there, how do we retain these new voters that we've brought in? You know, uh, you're right, Dave. What you read isn't journalism. They would call that news analysis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I called that opinion. Way. Right. That's called opinion. So I actually bumped into that uh, news analyst, wink, wink, Jonathan Martin, in the lobby at one point. And so it's it's always interesting after being at a big event like that to look back on pieces that are written about it and seem to recall events happening differently. So, uh, for instance, many speakers that were there, we heard from Governor Christy Nome, from former Ambassador Nikki Haley, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis were there. These are all folks that are rumored to have a future in the GOP as candidates for the president. And perhaps all three of them, even as soon as 2024, 
And so you see these pieces saying that the party is dumping the president and is moving on uh, or, or is not making room for other younger voices to come up. And I just found that not to be true. Having been there, we certainly heard from those folks, like I said, Nome and Haley and DeSantis, uh, folks who, who are the future. And, and there was a lot, if not even more, talk about how do we keep in these new voters that we've gotten over the last four to five years. And yeah. so I, it, it is a balancing act, uh, but I, I thought it was done as well as possible in, in displaying both of those messages throughout the week, though our uh, news analysts might disagree with that. Well, I was asked this by several people uh, yesterday and then uh, was asked by uh, people on uh, text as well, as you, you don't think that uh, the Republican Party would just throw away the Trump supporters, and the answer to that is absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Uh, Trump has changed the Republican Party. In fact, I would say that he's kind of made us more of a working man's par- party than a big business type of party. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah I definitely would agree with that. Much of our base uh, now today in the Republican Party, as you said, is we are the working man's party. That used to be Clinton's line, you know, back in the Clinton-Gore days of the Democratic Party in the 90s. Well, that is just, I mean, that is not at all the party that, that the Democrats are today. I will say I think the difficult part is, A, retaining those folks, but, B, and this may be a, a harder message for some people um, to appreciate when you look across the country, but I'll focus here in Arkansas since uh, that's more local and that's what we know. You had many members of Congress that received more votes than did President Trump. For instance, French Hill had received somewhere in the neighborhood of four to 5,000 more votes in the second district than the president did. I know Steve Womack uh, received more votes in Benton and Washington counties than the president did as well. So somewhere along the way, there are some folks that are choosing French Hill over Joyce Elliott, are choosing Steve Womack over his Democratic opponent, are choosing Republicans down ticket, but they didn't do that at the top. And I think our challenge is keeping the new voters, the Trump base, if you will, the grassroots working men and women that we've brought into this party over the last four years, but also identifying who are those thousands and thousands of voters uh, here in the second district and in the third and perhaps elsewhere in the first and the fourth in Arkansas as well. Who are those people and what does it take to get them into the fold? Why did they vote Republican down ticket but didn't do it? at the top of the ticket. And I think people will propose any number of hypotheticals that might be the president's personality or his Twitter or, you know, I'm interested to know where those folks who were on board with the party in elections past for McCain and Romney and Bush and those folks and and have fallen off but still congressionally are are Republican or those folks who are also newer folks that are that are coming on to to the messaging and are Republicans. They just haven't realized that at the presidential level yet. I don't know the answer to that. I just know there's thousands of votes we could have had at the top of the ticket that uh, we ended up not having. Yeah. That, and, you know, I think that some of that goes to the personality of the president. The president really did tap into the anger of of the right uh, during the time that he ran for president and then uh, as president as well. 
and perhaps uh, you know the right wants what the president was trying to do, but they want it to be presented a little more palatably. Does that make sense? Sure. No, I I think I would agree with that, and that's sort of the the two edged sword. There is. For some people, it's so refreshing, and that's what has brought them into the fold. And for some people, that is what has pushed them out of the fold. And so doing that balancing act, because at the end of the day, political parties, if they're nothing else, they're a coalition. They're groups of people that have different interests. And if you're heavily pro-life or you really care about business taxes or you care about uh, foreign policy because you – uh, it may have previously, such as yourself, Dave, as a veteran, or perhaps you have children that are in the service. You want a strong and well-funded military. You may identify with all of those things, but you probably identify with some of those more than others. And so you look for folks who you can generally agree with, and then you march forward to get as much good policy done uh, as you can. So it's it's a difficult balancing act, but ultimately that's what the job of parties are. Yeah, they've they've got to figure how to hit that, uh, you know, that not hit the third rail, so to speak. Uh, you, you don't want to electrocute yourself, but you want to reflect what the electorate is thinking and what they're wanting. So we'll, we're going to have to see if the Republicans can do that. We're going to have to see if the Democrats can do that. They got to do it with the left, as as we've been seeing. Let's take a a final break here. When we come back, I know it's four years out, but I'm going to I want to talk to you really quickly about some of the people that are sitting out there right now that uh, may run uh, for, uh, you know, the the, be the banner carrier in 2024. Plus, I want to talk about what's going on in Kentucky about uh, pr- the pro-life movement there with uh, Planned Parenthood. It's it's really disgusting. All right, so Dave Ellswick Show, uh, you're, you may be getting close to retirement. I'm going to say if you're at 50 years old, you should be really, really focusing in on that because you don't have much time left to, uh, to get ready. And David Lucas Financial has a brochure that you should try to get, you get your hands on. Uh, the Ultimate Retirement Planning Checklist is what it's called. It's got 31 different questions inside of it that you should ask yourself and have good answers for. If you don't, you may get off the rails on your retirement, and uh, I, I got to tell you, you don't want to do that. Remember the, pra- the prime directive for a retirement. You must have, your money must last longer than your life does. That is the prime directive of retirement. Uh, so call over to David Lucas. Be one of the first 10 callers. Uh, 501-222-3315. That number again is 501-222-3315. Or, uh, you know, just check out davidlucasfinancial.com and get yourself a copy of this brochure. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. Uh, A little bit of uh, news from the uh, Capitol from yesterday. Bob Ballinger ran his Stand Your Ground legislation over in the Senate side. That would be in the Judiciary Committee, if I'm not mistaken. And it passed with two negative votes, but a majority of votes were all yay. Kind of an interesting nay vote from Hendren. That's kind of interesting, don't you think? Well, the reasoning, if you go back to his questioning, was 
also interesting. He seemed to be hung up on the issue of, you know, have we had incidences in the past where this would have been helpful? You know, if, if we had had stand your ground, is there a past court case or incident altercation you could point to that would have been different? And I don't know that anybody was prepared to cite a particular case. I think the counterpoint would be, you know, sometimes when legislating uh, and you come across a crack, you decide to fill the crack then. That's right. Don't wait for somebody to fall into it. Because if, if you're the first person to fall into the crack, <laughs> you, you're really going to be messed over. You yeah, know? you don't want to be the first. We we found that out as over the last few years of some of the fights that have gone on with gun rights here in Arkansas. Yep. So, yep. Uh, so I, I don't know that it was all too surprising. That'll go now to the... Uh, floor of the Senate, I believe, on Tuesday. Of course, Monday is a is a holiday, so they won't be in session. But I expect that will be on the floor of the Senate on Tuesday, and I suspect it'll pass there on the floor. Yeah, I I do as well. Okay, so I'm looking here. We're running out of time. The governor of Kentucky, a Democrat, uh, is expected to veto a measure. Planned Parenthood opposes a bill that protects babies that survive abortion. In other words, you go in, you have an abortion, and for whatever reason, the baby the baby survives. The governor of Kentucky is going to veto that bill. Uh, the governor exposes the evil more profoundly that the killing of a newborn baby, wanted by the mother or not. The story reminds us, quote, The measure is similar to a piece of federal legislation, the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which Senate Democrats have blocked on the floor for the last two years. And if if you're picking between uh, a a party that believes in life and a party that is pro-death, you will pick Republican every time for pro-life. No doubt about it. Unbelievable. All right. So let me ask this. We were talking about the future of the Republican Party. 2024. Let me I'm going to give you my top five names right now. All right. Cruz. Pence, Haley, Paul and Cotton. That's my top five names that are out there looking to be president or being the standard bearer for the Republican Party. Is it too early to start looking for our standard bear, uh, do you think, Seth? I don't think so. Uh, I imagine you'll see some folks. It seems these these things start earlier and earlier every year, every cycle. And so I think you'll see some people certainly out there. I know Nikki Haley has started a leadership pack to help candidates get elected in 2022, and that's sort of always a – dip your toe in the water and see what national support there is for you, you know, for four years from now. Right. Um, and so I, I think, and there will be other names, you know, somebody like Mike Pompeo could have run for Kansas Senate uh, this past year, but did not. And so I think that is a very interesting move that may, uh, you know, if he was in the Senate, he'd be so new to the Senate by the time this next presidential election would come up that it, maybe he would not be in a good place to run. So I wouldn't, way out somebody like Mike Pompeo or or even some younger names. You know, I mentioned Governor Christy Nome had spoke at the RNC winter meeting yeah, last she's week. A, and I, she's good. She is. And I'm normally a little bullish on 
on folks like Governor Nome, who we know nationally really because of one issue. And I want it. Well, where is she on other issues? You know, but I will say as somebody that was a little bullish, even I was very impressed with the speech she delivered and and how she carried herself. And it will be very interesting to see if she does jump into um, into the presidential race. Lots of rumors that she already has a network of folks to be led by Corey Lewandowski to run for president. So we'll see. It will be a as I think it will be for the rest of my life, a crowded field for president. <laughs> I think we get more and more people every every four years. So I will see no reason to not expect another crowd of 20 people, you know, jump in by the time we get there. What do you think, uh, Seth? Do you think that the, the, the future of two-term presidents is going to be a lot more difficult than it has been in the past? It's actually quite unique when you over the course of my lifetime you know me i was born in 96 in clinton's re-election year so up until this point i've only lived under presidents re-elected to two terms and that's actually you know quite rare to have a stretch that long and i think when you look back at 2012 i mean i think that was an election we should have won um, and that would have made a one-term president but we didn't and so i i think I expect that we will see, of course, President Trump. His first term will be ending next week. I have no expectation that Joe Biden will be running for a second term, and I don't know that he has that. I I think he always intended to be a transition of sorts. He said as much that he was a transitional candidate, and I expect that he will he, he'll do this one term, and that will be it. And that puts Kamala Harris as vice president, the sitting vice president, as the front runner. And I will be interested to see how that affects our side, the Republican side, the debate we have in the primary, knowing that you, the person on the other side will be the first woman, happens to be a woman of color, vice president. And I think that will be interesting to see what, if any, dynamics we pull in our primary to counter what grassroots enthusiasm they may have. But I would point out Kamala Harris was a terrible candidate when running for president herself. Yeah, she was the first one to drop out. Yeah. <laughs> so we, Iowa. We, we, we'll see what's going on as far as that's concerned. We'll keep our eye on it uh, as far as that's concerned. Seth, always a pleasure. JR uh, sent me a text uh, and, and apologized for not being here today. He lost track of the days, he said. So He's just been busy, busy, busy. So we'll see him next Thursday. Until then, I'll see you next Thursday as well, Seth. You have a great day. Thanks, Dave. All right, Seth Mays here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Coming up, uh, Joe won't be here. David Zendejas will be in along with Duck. Joe's a little under the weather. We'll have some car answers for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Remember, you can call in at 823-0965. Six after seven, the 
Duck is here. David uh, Zendejas is here. He's sitting in for Joe today. Joe's a little bit under the weather. No, it is not COVID-19 related. So that was the first question I asked Joe. You still, you still smell and taste. And he said, yes, it's a sinus headache, Dave. Relax. So anyway, he's, he's doing fine. So David is here. Duck is here. They'll take your questions at 823-0965. That's 823-0965. Uh, both of them are uh, either owners or uh, they are managers of, of uh, you know, bumper to bumper. <laughs> bumper to bumper certified service centers and uh we we're just talking with uh, with duck and he's talking about there's some parts that uh, have failed on some of these trucks and pickup trucks and now the parts aren't even available because they can't make them fast enough to replace the ones that fail i don't know if if that's the problem dave or we just uh I, you know i don't know but uh we're having you know camshafts for chevrolets and lifters and camshaft and lifters for dodges uh i ordered a set of head gasket for a 604 diesel pickup supposed to be in last week they finally told me they were shipped yesterday so should get them today but that's the problem we're running into and you know and it don't matter who what brand it is we're running a little bit problem what about you david <coughs> there you go there we you got go. you there we go we got you yeah the chevrolets which is what i work on mostly um lifters are a big problem and we've yeah. uh, i've had to buy some actually off of like performance companies yeah and you know they charge you more for them the same part you know yeah they still use like because same, they got them yeah because they have them exactly in uh supply and demand yeah that's well, what it is that's like a uh i keep a dodge camshaft and set of lifters all the time because we sell quite a few joe needs a set i have a camshaft but i don't have no lifters i'd loan my lifters to another shop and you know he can't give them back to me because there ain't none out there yeah there's none to get. Yeah, yeah. There's none to get right at the moment. So, what's causing this problem? Can you can you? I don't know if it's lead out a little bit and say, you know, here's what we're seeing out there. I don't know if it's COVID nineteen's got everything shut down. It's making them, Dave, because most of those are made in China. Most of the camshaft and the lifters are made in China, and I don't know if it's because all this stuff has got everything shut down or or what's going on. <clears throat> well, what about? Why are they failing, though? That's the big question. They shouldn't be failing like this, should they? You know, Dave, the sun's fixing to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here looking out the window. The sun's coming up right and, now. And you tell me that it's just just another day of auto repair, huh? It's poor design day. Okay. It's yeah. basically it's a poor design setup. Um, I, you know... I don't know what to tell people how to fix it because there is no cure to fix it. Okay, so are you all telling people you might, if you buy a pickup of this brand, buy it up to this year, but you might want to They've been doing it now back? for eight years. Oh, really? Dodge has been using them, so is Chevrolet. Yeah. So basically, if you buy anything nowadays, it's basically going to have it in there. Uh-oh. Now, and, is, and, is it because they're engineering to try to get more gas mileage? Exactly. Okay. The way they're set up to get more fuel mileage. And, and there again, Dave, you know, it's the EPA regulations. He's throwing all this on us. Yeah, the cafe. Yeah. They're, they're the one that's telling them this truck has to make so much gas mileage on this year. 
and they're trying every way in the world to make them and not only trucks it's cars too correct David? yeah yeah they're, they're, they're trying to get that mileage credit you know yeah so they're trying everything they can to get to this mileage credit and uh if that you know means making cheaper parts or trying to get some from somewhere else another country you know that's just what's going to happen or they're making it out of some kind of material that's supposed to be lighter but it is not durable yeah and and that fits in a lot of times you know like uh 604 it has problem with the lifter coming apart the rotor on the bottom of the lifter coming apart it's got some real small needle bearings about the size of the end of an ink pen and they come out they drop down into the oil pan the oil pump picks it up runs it through the oil pump and destroys the oil pump oh geez well when it goes through it then it destroys the front cover of the engine so you got to take the motor out to put a front cover on it because you can't get the front cover off till you get the pan off Wow. And right after the motor clears the fenders, you can get the pan off. Or right after the cab comes off. And you see, I think this is going to get worse now because I don't know if anybody else but me is paying attention, but I'm sure many of you are. How much did you pay for a gallon of gas this week? $2.07 yesterday at Bryant. Yeah. I went by, the filling station was expecting to pay two oh nine today. Wrong. And overnight... It went up a dime. It's two nineteen now. Yeah, and Dave, a month ago, six weeks ago, it was a dollar sixty at. That's uh, what I'm saying. Walmart and Bryant. That's what I'm saying. People that are in that industry can see the writing on the wall, and they know what this new president-elect has said. And I think they're getting, they're trying to prepare for it. But Dave, like I've said before. How much stuff is in the United States that is made with crude oil? Oh. You stand and look at your just car. Just about everything. You stand and look at your car. Dave. How much stuff on that car is made out of crude oil? Everything. All the plastics, the if tires, it's plastic, hoses, it's, it's oil. It's rubber. You know, yeah. 90% of that, 70% of that car is made out of plastic. They even got plastic oil pans on them now, plastic valve covers on them, plastic intakes on them. The radiator is plastic. Trying to lessen the weight exactly trying to to get the weight down to make the the mileage go up and everybody's saying well soon dave it's going to be all electric cars there's still going to be problems with that they got to make a body for it it's got to be made out of oil and dave they got to make this electricity out of something really solar ain't going (laughs) to solar ain't going to power the united states yeah i don't care if you put solar fields everywhere in the united states you can put them they're not going to power the whole United States because when everybody gets on electric car, so what's the electric rates going to do? They're going to go sky high. Yep. Okay, how are we going to pay for the roads because we don't have no more fuel tax on it? Well, they're coming up. They're already figuring that one yeah, out. Right. They're gonna, you're going to buy one of those, and you're going to be paying every year a couple hundred dollars to make up for that fuel tax. But a couple hundred dollars won't cover the fuel tax. They'll figure out how much you owe. And, I'm and sure you, might see, you might see what happened out in Oregon, where they've now placed uh, a device on the cars and measures the mileage, and you'll be charged for your mileage. And, and they're going to have to do something to maintain our infrastructure, because if we don't maintain the roads, you know what happens in Arkansas. Oh, they, yeah. they fall all apart quick. Yeah. yeah, that's because they don't factor any maintenance dollars into their construction. It's all new construction and not any maintenance. It's, it's crazy. It really is. There's a lot of things that are going to come up. Let me tell you what, that people are not going to. I think buyer's remorse will set in within six months. 
I got a motorhome in again yesterday. You got you know, what now? A motorhome in. You know them little four-legged friends? Yeah. Uh-uh. He worked one over yesterday, or over the holidays. He said he parked it over the holidays. Was it a field mouse, a rat, or a squirrel? Uh, it's, I figure it's mice. <laughs> okay. They you chewed know, a $4,000. Was it Chip or Dale? <laughs> I, I don't know, but they chewed a $4,000 warrant harness up in there. And it's got to and it's got to come out of uh, what did Russell tell me? Coming out of Taiwan or somewhere. The warrant harness. It's and ex- he chewed distance so bad we can't repair it. It's something that's yeah. expensive. Do, does Bumper to Bumper ever talk to you guys about some of the problems they're facing trying to get parts and things of that nature? They're running the same problem we are because we buy from them. And, you know, they're having problems getting stuff because the manufacturer's not working. You know, they've been shut down for all this COVID stuff. And, I, you know, I, you know, it, it's kind of worth hung out to dry sometimes. Okay. But bumper to bumper, as they normally does, goes the extra mile to try to make sure that you guys have your exactly, parts yeah. on time. Exactly. You know, I've had to, had to go to other sources to get a few things because um, – they're just not there yeah and russell ordered a ecm off the internet because ford didn't have one a guy in new york called all in one truck he had one a week to get it to me okay now was this one that he rebuilt no no this was a new one no okay i had one of my customers they stowed all the exhaust off of it and he started it and fried the computer because when they cut the wire and they they you know the wire was, was grounded out all right and it burnt the 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 cat the cat system out of it. David, that's something we've been talking about here on the air quite often. Is these people that are taking uh, catalytic converters yeah. off of cars. You guys running into that problem? Yes, we are. We uh, we just had a last week. Uh, car was towed in. Um, the car died on the lady, and uh, it was on the side of the road for a day overnight. And they towed it the next day, and they, you know I was asked to go look at it. <laughs> it's missing the exhaust, the converter, half the valve cover, the, oh my the coils, the battery. The you still the only window had to was... worry about the, <laughs> the, the the rims and the stuff. Yeah. Now you got to worry about the internal. Yeah, work we ended up having car. to do an insurance claim on it because it, it they tore it up really bad. I mean, they cut the wires, the harness, they busted the window out. It, yeah. They don't call it chop shop for nothing. Yeah. I, yeah. I was telling Dave a couple of weeks ago, I got a F750 Ford in with a, with a Cummins in it. It's $26,000 to fix it. They stole Jeez. all the exhaust. They stole the knock sensors off of it. Uh, and they cut the warrant harness. Usually they just, right above the exhaust, they cut all the sensors off. Mm-hmm. They went above this one, above the plugs, and cut it all off. So I had to replace the warrant harness because you can't buy them plugs because you can't put a plug on it because if you do, then the resistance goes yeah. away on it. So then you, you're trying to figure out how much wire did they cut off so you can try to put the same mount back on it. Then you get it on it, and it still don't work. So in a wiring harness, is it's eighteen nineteen hundred dollars yeah. But I don't have no cores to turn in. Yeah. All this stuff has cores on it, and it has $6,000 worth of core on yeah. stuff that I need. So the people who are getting the work done are going to end up paying for the cores. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way it works. Yeah. Take, All right. Garland yeah, go County Sheriff got... Two of their motorhomes all have cut off. I got them at the shop behind the sheriff's office. All right. It's 18 after 7. Boy, a lot of great information this morning. 
Glad that you're with us. David Zendejas is here, here. and for Joe, and Duck is here as he normally is. We'll uh, ask you the question that Michael sent us about a 2002 Hyundai Santa Fe LX, a six-cylinder, 2.7-liter engine. That's coming up. Uh, Your calls as well, 823-0965, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, first question. Again, if you have a question, 823-0965. And David and uh, Duck will try to answer it for you. How do I keep my car running? That's the question of the ages, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) I changed the spark plugs. I also changed the fuel pump, the fuel pressure regulator, the crank sensor, the camshaft sensor, the timing belt, the water pump, and I also changed the throttle position sensor. It has a new starter and a new battery. But my car won't run. There again, Dave. That's one of the sad questions that we get once in a while. This is where you should have a long time ago said, Stopped. this is beyond me. I need to take yeah. this to the Bumper to Bumper Certified Before Service you can, Center. You know, spark plugs, I can understand putting them in it. So can you, David. Uh, when you start putting sensors on it and you're throwing parts and guessing, probably, Dave, it's got a broke wire somewhere fix the broke wire and it probably run but if you don't have that fourteen fifteen thousand dollar worth of computers to look at all you're doing is throwing parts in yeah it. good luck right yeah you may eventually hit it but you may be ten thousand dollars into this job and he's probably david right now just in parts probably a couple thousand dollars a lot yeah and labor i mean it's uh i know on that on that engine it's not easy like the timing belt it ain't the easiest thing in the world to do no. and uh you know, there's just so much other things that can be wrong, um, you know, mechanically wise. Or, yeah. you know, it could be as simple as a bad mass airflow sensor. Yeah. You know, could and, be as simple as a, as a broke ground wire. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's obviously spent a lot of money in parts trying to get it right. And by it not running, it's not firing and it's not building no fuel pressure because something's not telling it to. It has to read a signal to tell it to. And, you know, he's replaced the crank sensor. That didn't do no good. Replaced probably cam sensor. That didn't do no good. So it's probably got either ECM bad or wiring bad. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to bring it's it in. Weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. And why hang all of those parts on your car? All you're doing is is enriching the people that are selling the parts to you. But what happens, Dave, is somebody ride by with one of them little code readers and it'll have 15 yeah. codes in it, and then they start, okay, I'll put this part on that one. It must be this one. So I'll put this part on, and you go down through there, you know, if you don't have the computer so you can go and look at the information, you got to go in there and see if it's making RPMs. You got to go in there and see if it's making cam sensor. You know, you, you got to go in there and see and start So I know to this it. has happened to you. Let's see if it's happened to David. Somebody comes in, and they have a long list that's been printed out. It's one of those flash lists that that you get. Do you ever have them come in and say, I need you to, to replace this stuff? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, they just bring the, the sheet from AutoZone and uh, and the parcel is along with it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they already diagnosed it for me. Can you, we need you to replace this and this. And, and then it, there's a there's got to be an educational moment with uh, them. There is, you know, and sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes I don't understand it. That I know that... No, we don't this need is what I need. Yeah, this is what I need. Well, ma'am, sir, we'll put the part on for you, no problem. But there is no guarantee that it's going to If gonna it doesn't work, it, don't you know. blame me. Yeah. And what I tell them is, when I hang this electrical part on, it's yours. 
there ain't, I can't take it. I can't send it back because they won't. You know, they won't take it back. Yeah, it's when only I, if it if it doesn't work that they'll take it back. Yeah, if it's bad, they will take yeah, it back. But that's what I meant. But they, all they do is give you another one. But they're not going to refund your money. Yeah. Once you buy that electrical part, listen yeah. to these guys and milkshaking to the it's, folks on it's Facebook there. right now. You yeah, know, electrical stuff. They will not take it back. No, I mean, uh, you know, they they're not going to do it. I mean, so you know, but there again, you know, you're. You, you've throwed money down the drain. That's exactly it's just right. like riding down Interstate 30, Dave, and throwing $100 bills out the window. You'll never find them again. Yeah, well, you would, ne- you would, number one, you would never do it that way. No. You know, you just would not do that. And I have people come in, and, and they'll have that list, and I said, do you want me to fix the list, or you want me to check it and figure out what's wrong with it? Nine times out of ten, you may have ten codes, but you only have one problem, won't you, one David? One problem, yeah. And that one problem will set all these other codes. But Domino you, effect. Yeah, and but you got to figure out. Okay, this is my problem. Fix that problem, then clear them, then go drive them. Could come back, but ninety nine percent of the time it won't come back because you, you know, you you look at it and see which code is set first because all the codes are numbered when they come up, and you go to that first code and okay, this is what created all these. All right, let me get you another question here before we go to the new or. In Russia at the bottom of the hour. Uh, a 2000 Ford Expedition XLT, 8-cylinder, 4.6 liter. I got a 2000 Ford Expedition with a 4.6 engine. The vehicle was jerking at around 40 miles per hour. It was throwing the camshaft position sensor code, replaced the sensor, and didn't fix the issue. The problem got worse over time. The vehicle now will not start up. Any suggestions? These four sixes and their timing chains. The guides it. on them. Yeah. So with the cam code and it running rough like that, I'm sure the chain stretched out, the guides broke, and it's way out of time. That's what all that noise was. Yeah. And and they're very expensive replacing timing yes. chains in. The uh, whole top it, of the motor's got to come off, yeah. and the whole front of the motor's got to come off. Okay, so it's like my Acadia. Yes. You got to pull the whole motor out of the car. Well, listen, you don't pull it out, but you know, but it's it's about a twenty hour job, labor intensive. Yes. And then the kit's about, uh, I think those are about seven eight hundred dollars for the whole yeah. kit. So we're talking about maybe with tax about three thousand dollars, mm, three thousand thirty five hundred. Okay, that's what you're. That's what you're. Like. Timing chains or belts are not cheap. No belts are fairly reasonable but the chains they're expensive just to buy the chain alone is the chain kit it comes with the rails the guides the tensioner the sprockets and everything they're a grand yeah you could get for the acadia it's two chains mm-hmm. well, that's why it's not one is. there's two that, of them that four yeah. six has two chains does it yeah. okay does any of them have three there well, the, the Acadias have three, actually. There's what? The Acad- your Acadia? Yeah. yeah. it's got three. It's got three. Okay. Yeah, you got the two main ones and the ones that connect both banks, you know. Yeah. Wow. Because you got two on, eight, on should, each camshaft. I should have known that, hadn't I, Heidi? I should have asked. I didn't ask. Ah, it's just money, Dave. It, yeah, I like. I wish I could just look at money that way. I just can't. I just can't do it. I mean, I, even when I have more money than I really, quote, need... When is that? I can't go out and I just can't bring myself to go out and buy something really frivolous. You know what I'm saying? I'm cheap. Too much. Well, too much like my daddy. My daddy put put that into me. He taught me well. My daddy, and mom raised ten kids. Yeah, 
and you didn't waste money. That's just the way it goes. All right, 7.30 is coming up. That means Rush is ready to go. Let's get Rush, and we got more questions to answer when we return. Let me ask you a question, Doc. Does your wife like to clean house? She does now because she can do it in about 30 minutes. Okay, she does now, but before, not not so much, right? No, because it took her all day. How about you, David? Your wife loved to clean the house? I wouldn't say love, but... Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. That was a good answer, wasn't it? That was a good answer. Uh, St. Clarity Residential Cleaning is one of my clients, and they will do a deep clean of your house. If you got, let's say you're, you're 1,500 square feet or lower, cost you a couple hundred bucks, although we'll sell the, the certificate to you for $100. Uh, if you got a big house, 2,500 square foot, uh, it's about $300, but if you go through 101.1 FM, uh, it only costs you 150 bucks. So it's a good deal. St. Clarity does a great job. They use a, a product that kills the COVID-19 virus. Uh, you know, if you're not letting a lot of people in your house or whatever, you know that it's going to last for a while and you're going to be uh, a safe, uh, a safe you know, person. Your family's going to be safe. Uh, from the COVID-19 uh, virus. Uh, I have a company that comes in and cleans the shop every Thursday, and they spray this chemical in there that's supposed to kill all the virus. And the girl spends about three, three and a half hours, and she wipes everything down from the shelves to the windows to the doorknobs to the doors. Uh, that's what St. Clarity does for your house. So and, you know, that in mind. It gives me a little bit of peace of mind, you know. Well, sure. You know, trying to protect my guys plus i'm trying to protect my customers yeah and protect yourself yes you know you never know if somebody's going to get sick and then they're going to say well you didn't do this try to sue you they go well he's got all the money yeah uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and duck's looking out the window right now going i wish i had the money <laughs> sun <All> shining right. <laughs> again st clarity residential cleaning call 404-6560 get your your uh, certificate uh, they're almost ran out, by the way. If you want to do it for Valentine's Day, better do it now. 404-6560. Ask for Chuck. And it's uh, $100 for 1,500 square foot or smaller. Uh, $150 for 2,500 square foot uh, after you get over that one hundred and fi- or 1,500 square feet. Uh, call 404-6560. St. Clarity Residential cleaning 737 the the guys are here uh answering your questions david's in it day house is here from affordable over on broadway in north little rock correct mm-hmm. is, is it north little rock or rosebud uh, north little rock north little rock all right and then we've got uh duck here and he's from over in the benton area and he's down there in was it fair lane drive airline airline drive i want to say fair lane that's just a in my head because down by the boys and new boys and girls that's the kind of car i used to like the fair lanes they used to be pretty cool little cars yep. like those especially if you you went in and, and, and built them up just a little bit and, and you could do tweak them a little bit yeah Dave. tweak just a little just just a little bit of course you had to cut through the hood put the scoop in <laughs> and all that but no i'm just kidding uh willow says that she's got a 2016 chevy colorado now i'm making an assumption that willow is not a guy's name uh, uh, Z71, six-cylinder, 3.6 liter, says, uh, hey, guys, so I don't know what to do right now because I'm supposed to replace my rear brake dust shield 
but the dealership is telling me that I need to open up the rear differential in order to release the axles. Yes. Is there anything yeah. I can replace the shield without opening up the differential? No. no. You can cut them off. That's about it. You can cut a slot in them, pull them off, then you can cut a slot in the new one and put it back on, but you're defeating the purpose because it's still going, you know. Yeah, the dust shield sits behind the axle. And on uh, these trucks, uh, you have to open up the rear div to take out pull the Pull the two clips. Yeah, yeah, and pull the axle out. you got to pull the pin and the two spider gears and pull the two clips out. So they did this to try to what, keep dirt from getting in the, the differential? Was that the No, they're talking about the dust shields? Yeah. No, that's to keep stuff off your rotors. Yeah, off the brake Keeps the rocks from flying up and getting in between the rotors and the caliper and eating your rotors up or running the caliper or whatever. Okay. Just know you got you to gotta do what they tell you you got to do. And if it is a limited slipper end, you have to make sure you put limited slip grease back in it because don't, when you turn a corner, it'll pop like somebody's shooting a gun at you. Correct, yeah. David? Yes, sir. All right. Get the additive on there. Got to do what you got to do. And I, I'm not going to tell you go to, to YouTube. I'm just going to tell you go to your bumper-to-bumper bumper certified service center. Most, 90, 95% of the people don't need to be doing that. Yeah, rear differentials is not a thing that I would just, you know, if you don't, don't know, I wouldn't just open up a differential and try to pull axle out. Because if you don't put it back in right, you don't put the clip on there right, or the dowel in right. I'm going to eat it up, right? Oh, you you can have you know catastrophic failure. You know pieces oh. come out the back of it. Yeah, not good. Then it gets expensive. Okay, keep that in mind. Don't want to let the magic smoke out. Yes, okay. or the magic parts. Uh, Two thousand one Honda Civic. It's a four cylinder, one point seven liter. I found fluid on the ground near the driver's side rear tire. When I looked under the car. There was fluid on the tire side wall near the top of the tire. Where is it leaking from? Caliper. Yeah. Sounds like a... Okay. Don't have no grease back there. Yeah, sounds like a brake hose or caliper's leaking. Yeah, it's probably got a caliper and they replace And if you replace one, you need to go ahead and Might replace, replace them, them all. Because if one's leaking, they're both the same age, the other one ain't going to be far behind it. Pull the wheel, pull the caliper off. Put the new caliper on it, then you got to bleed it. But always make sure that the blader screw is on the very top, because you can put the right on the left and left on the right. You just can't ever bleed them. Yeah. And uh, on these Civics, depending on the model, some of them have uh, drums in the back. Yep. I believe like the SI models will have discs. And if it's uh, if it's drums, you know, he might be looking at a, a popped uh, wheel cylinder. You know, I mean, if, if the shoes are worn out too bad and they open up too far, the wheel cylinders will pop. Yep. And leak the brake fluid out. So if it's got one of the two, either wheel cylinder or a caliper. Yeah. Just yeah, depending the, on what the, kind of vehicle. This is, it is an LX. It's probably got calipers on it. Yeah, more than likely will. Okay. We got uh, about nine minutes left here. Let's see who I have here. I've got a 2006 Nissan Pathfinder. This is a SE, six cylinder, four liter. Uh, my Pathfinder is suffering from overheating. I've changed the top cylinder gasket, still overheating. Was advised to replace the top cylinder. Both banks I replaced with another set of top gaskets, still overheating within minutes. My radiator is less than two months old with no issues when replaced. Both electric and engine fans are working perfectly. The genesis of the overheating is from a broken aluminum water pipe that bled out all the coolant fluid, which has since been fixed. What else could be the problem, and what's the way out? Thanks. 
Did he say replace the head gasket, Dave? Yeah, he says, let me go through this again. I changed the top cylinder gasket, still overheating. Uh, advised to replace the top cylinder. Both banks I replaced with another set of top gasket, still overheating. Radiator less than two months old with uh, no issues when replaced. Both electric and engine fans are working perfectly. He's going to have to bring it to somebody. You're going to have to go. You got to start at the front and walk your way through until you figure out what's going on with it. If it gets hot that quick, water's not circulating at all. None. And, you know, it's, it's, you got to bring it to somebody and let somebody look at it. Somebody that's got some idea of what to do with it. David, yeah. any thoughts? Um, I mean, just by what he's been doing, for one, if you put a, you and some certain cars, I'm not sure about this one, but you can't put cylinder head gaskets on backwards, and if you do, you block the passageways, and the car will overheat. And I think that one has a yeah. left and a right head yeah. gasket. Yeah, more than likely will. That four liter. That's why I'm saying he's going to have yeah. to take it to somebody and yeah. let somebody knows what they're doing look at it. Yeah. He's going to have to find one of our shops and take it in and say, hey, this is what I have did. I need you to figure out what I've done wrong. Yeah. Remember, for the uh, Bumper Bumper Certified Service Centers, they live by an adage. We fix cars and trucks. We don't just work on them. We don't just replace parts. Yeah. They, uh, they, yeah, they it, there could be multiple issues going on with it, you know, especially from the from right the very first overheating problem. So I mean, there's no telling if it's got a cracked head block. Could be a, could be a cracked block. Could yeah. be a cracked head. I mean, you got to go in there and figure out what's going on with it yeah. before you can fix a problem. All right, let's go see what Gene's got here. He's got 2007 Jeep Liberty Limited, six cylinder, three seven liter, clicking sound in my driver's side dash, and when I put my key mm-hmm. in it doesn't start uh my jeep liberty was running fine last night when i arrived at home so this morning when i opened the door to get in my jeep liberty there was a clicking sound in my driver's side dash so i tried to start it but it did as soon as i put my key forward to start it all the lights in the dash started blinking with the clicking sound still on i noticed that the locks are clicking too guys you think, David? To me, it sounds like uh, either they got a dead battery. You should have when the battery's low in voltage. It'll make all the relays. That noise you're hearing is the relays in the fuse panel and the clicking. dash clicking. Um, and the fact that it didn't start, it just kind of points to that. So check the battery. Maybe she left the light on or something on overnight. Killed the battery. Make sure the connections are good. And the battery could have just went bad. Yeah. You know how batteries do nowadays. They're working one minute. Next minute yeah. they're not. Yeah. Yesterday we got a brand new one from from a, one of our parts supplier, and it had th- two bad cells in it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Wow. Nowadays you can get a bad, you know, it's probably got a bad battery by what she described, and it run fine yesterday, and it said overnight, and it won't start. Yeah. Probably got a bad battery. All right. First place you can start at if you know what you're doing. Yes. But if you don't know what you're doing, because it's not the same to change the battery out of a car now as it was some of them 10 20 years ago some of them are behind the inner fender some of them you got to pull the inner fender pull yeah, the if tire you know off. where the battery's at how's yeah. that yeah her little my wife's little bmw it's in the trunk underneath the cover you got to pull two bolts out to pull the cover out to get to the battery all right so keep that in mind all right let uh, let the professionals uh take care of that but when we come back we got a 93 nissan so we'll do we'll do a classic how's that <laughs> When we come back here 
on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. Davidson and Dayhouse from Affordable is here. Broadway in uh, North Little Rock. And then, of course, Duck is here from Benton out on uh, Airlane. I got it right. I, right. I, I, I wanted to say Fairlane, and I said Airlane. Close enough. We got, it, we got it done. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing. They're ready to take good care of your roof. If you've been looking for somebody to work on your roof, I cannot, you know, offer anybody better than PI Roofing. Uh, they've done my roof. They've done some different things to my roof that I needed to be done because of other companies screwed things up on my roof, like DirecTV drilling holes in my roof and things of that nature. Uh, and then they came out and they fixed it. They follow all the COVID-19 protocols, so you don't have to worry about your family. They don't have to worry about their workers. But the main reason you call PI Roofing is get your roof fixed, and that's what they do. You call them. You use the same number I do. Here it is, 707-3551, 707-3551, or go online to piroofing.com. All right, the 1990, a little classic for you, David. What year were you born? 92. Okay, all right. <laughs> a 1993 Nissan 240SXSE, a four-cylinder 2.4-liter engine. Brake light stays on all the time without ignition key present inside car. When I tap on the brake pedal, brake lights remain lit up, no turning on or off. Also, third middle brake light, one bulb is not working, but when pulled it out of housing to replace the bulb, it started working. When put it back inside housing, it, it is not working. working again. I don't know if middle brake light bulbs stopping working is related to main brake lights remaining on or it's a separate issue. Is it possible brake light uh, brake pedal switch that controls the brake lights is stuck in the on position? Probably, Dave. That thing has a little round brake light switch, about eh, three inches long. Yeah. Got a pendulum comes out the bottom of it. And the problem they have with the little deal that goes down and hits it to turn the brake lights off and on, it bends over and it don't touch the brake light switch. And that's where when you put the brake down, it pushes yes. on that button. Well, no, it, it releases it the button. Releases it. Oh, okay. It releases it, breaks contact, turns the brake lights on. So there again, it's probably got the little ear bent on it. And usually what we do is go in there and bend the ear back over, and then we'll weld a brace on the back of it. It's a pain in the rear to get there to do it. Is it? We usually pull the brake pedal out of to do them. But it's it's a pretty simple fix. It's a couple of hundred dollars to fix it. Plus I'll tell tax. you what, if there's only a couple hundred dollars to fix what's wrong with your car, you're way out and ahead of everything there, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Now, if you own a new 2020 20 GMC pickup, uh-oh. And you have no trailer lights on the trailer. It has a trailer brake control module in the frame rail on the right rear corner. They've on the fourth one on my truck. Why is it going out so much? They got problems with them. Wow. I and just... if you got a trailer that's got a bad bar on it, you better not hook it up to it because it will fry it in a heartbeat. Yeah. What do you think? David? Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, when I, I worked for for Chevrolet for you know a few years, and uh, we had a lot of issues with trailers. Well, not trailers, but the trailering yeah. part of it, the trucks, especially on the heavy duty stuff. Um, yeah, they put the computers on the on the I don't know on the frame row, and uh, we had a lot of times guys that will go out and take their trucks and. 
They go, go in mud and go playing in the mud. Yeah, when you have a computer full it's of gonna, mud and dirt and water rocks. and stuff, it's all going to get down in the water. Well, it's supposed to be sealed, Dave, but you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah okay. But uh, but a bad a bad trailer will blow it. Because they wow. kept telling me, you got a bad trailer. No, I don't. I just had my son to completely place every wire, every light in it. Because that's what I thought. I thought I had a bad, you know, one of my trailers I pulled. And so I hooked to the other trailer. Still don't got no lights. I took it the truck and the trailer and them up there. So, okay, here's the trailer that I pulled most of the time. You go through and see what you can find. They call me and say, mm, we don't find nothing wrong with the trailer. Okay, we put another box on and it's working now. Wow. They do have problems. No cost to you? No. No, they, you know. Except for your time and effort of having to take it over and leave it there or whatever? Uh, they give me something to drive, so I don't care. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, we got six minutes left. Let me get one more question in here. This is a 2014 Mazda 6 Grand Touring, four-cylinder, two-and-a-half liter. Uh, question about corroded batteries and what could cause it. My car might have been broken into. Nothing specific has been taken. However, when I popped my hood, both my battery terminals seemed to be very corroded with blue crystallish looking stuff. I'm wondering why this could have happened and if someone breaking into my car may have something to do with it. No, not at all. <laughs> Batteries leaking acid around the post. Yeah. Which is not good. No. No, I mean, it just age will cause that you know the the acid will just seep through and it creates that blue corrosion the terminal so she's had they've had this issue going on for a long time because it doesn't just go over you just haven't opened up the yeah just she hasn't (laughs) popped the hood up in a while go to the store buy you a uh 20 ounce coca-cola raise the hood pour it on it takes his mortar wash it off coke will eat it off in a heartbeat all right very cool all right i got time for one more or bacon soda uh, 1999 Chevy K2500 Suburban base, uh, 8-cylinder, 5.7-liter. This 99 uh, Chevy Suburban with a 350 5.7-liter engine. Sometimes, not always, when I go to start up my engine, it makes a weird sound. Instead of it turning over, it makes a different loud, sustained sound until I let off the key. It's not the same as the sound of it turning over. Any help diagnosing that would be appreciated. Got a bad spot in the flywheel. See, this is why I like yeah. having these guys on. Uh, they've they've run into all this stuff, so that that's what it is. Okay, you want to you want to we're going to run through these and yeah. finish them. All right, Paul, two thousand five Chrysler Pacifica Touring six cylinder three and a half liter. Uh, I bought the car and the gas cap light was on. Replaced it with new OEM cap. Reset the code was fine for about a week and came back on. But we'll go back out sometimes. But when it's on, the car will kind of skip on takeoff and slower speeds up till about 40 miles per hour, thinking maybe fuel tank pressure sensor. He says, P.S., it's a 3.5 V6, not a 1.84 cylinder. Needs to be smoked. Yeah, I don't think, I think he has two issues here. The the gas cap light, all it is is it's a reminder because usually a loose or a cap that's off will cause a, a, a leak, an emissions leak. And, and most of the time it's because of a gas cap. But if it keeps coming back on, he has a, a leak somewhere. I know those Pacificas are bad about breaking the fuel pump line. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
So it'll keep coming on. It doesn't matter who can put 50 gas caps on it, and it'll keep coming on because once we actually put a scanner on it, he'll, we will find like a, an emissions leak code, a large leak or a small Then leak. you smoke it, and then, then you run the smoke you gotta find it. it. Yep. Okay. Guys, it, it, it has a line somewhere it's broke. We're out of time. And Dave on the Chevrolet, the one with the flywheel, Yeah, it needs a flywheel and a starter put on it. All right. Keep that in mind as well. All right, guys, we'll do Thanks, this again Dave. next week. Joe, we hope that you feel better next week. I think it has to do with putting your house back together after <laughs> all the damage that had been done to it. So uh, good luck with that. And then we'll see uh, Duck. I'll see you Saturday here okay. on the Car and Truck Doctors. See you that, that wraps it up here for this edition of Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, uh, Shane Stacks is going to be in. We'll pick our big movies for 2021, hopefully. We'll have a 2021 at the theater. Maybe, maybe not. And then, uh, of course, we'll have uh, uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett coming in to talk uh, issues of law. That's all coming up on the next Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great day. We'll be right back.